Welcome to the Top 10 Gardener with Master Gardener, Ken Lane. Gardening can be challenging, but with Ken's tips, tricks, and top 10 advice, you'll reap huge rewards. Now welcome your garden host, Ken Lane. And welcome to this week's edition of The Mountain Gardener. Your host, Ken Lane, here every week talking about the landscapes of northern Arizona. And wow, it's uh, I'm starting to get a lot of work done out in the yard. Now, things aren't really blooming that much. I've got some pansies that look good, some uh, hookahs or coral bells. They look fantastic. All my evergreens are just shining right now. So the hollies by the front door, the ivies all have lights in them, and they're just pretty... It just feels good. I have been taking time to prune back my wildflowers. I've got quite a quite a few wildflowers. They're just stunning. They they bloom so easily. They're natural. They're native. Low care pollinators are attracted to them. Butterflies and bees and moths and all the things that you kind of want in your backyard. But now they're just looking brown and they just look rough. Oh my gosh, they were looking too rough and. The dogs were, were traipsing through them and bringing back, bringing things indoors. It was time for wildflowers to be cut back. So you can feel free to, to cut back wildflowers anytime when they start to turn brown. So they pretty much, they're brown to the ground right now, most. There's a few things, echinaceas, uh, the, the uh, gallardias had, had some green to them. The, the mums had a few green nubs to them. But really, I just took a lawnmower over them and just, mowed them right down. Here's the beauty of that. For my yard, it's probably the entire backyard. Instead of grass, I've got uh, I've got wildflowers. And so I took the lawnmower and just whacked them back there and the seeds just start flying everywhere. And they're going to reseed for next year. So uh, if, if that's what you want, go for it. The messier, the better it is. If you don't want wildflowers, let's say it's up against a rock lawn, you might be a little more... Um, well, more careful, uh, just just because they're going to spread those seed out and they're going to come up over there again. So if you, so if you want more wildflowers, weed whacker is a great way to go. Just take that weed whacker, just whack it back and get those seed flying everywhere. And you will have more wildflower seeds next year as we get cold. So starting December, January, and I'd say now through February is the absolute prime time. It is the best time to spread wildflowers out in the yard. If you want wildflowers for next spring, because they'll start germinating starting in March, and then there'll be a wave of different kinds of seeds. So wildflowers, you're, you're starting those by a wildflower mix. That is multiple seeds in the same mix. Uh, I've got some, I've got one that's just, just straight California poppies. That's it. But even that, has different kinds of or colors of poppies in the mix. You know, orange is the standard, you know, California orange for uh, wildflower for for poppies. Well, they also come in pink and white and reds, and so we blend all those things together. But most of the other wildflowers mixes we have, we get a Rocky Mountain mix, very showy, big flowers. We've got an Arizona mix, really tough. I mean, like the toughest of the tough. We have a we have a uh, uh, 
a, a, a dry mix. That is, I never want to care for this thing. It's a little, it's it's not quite as pretty as the well, as the uh, Rocky Mountain mix. If you can, if you can water the Rocky Mountain mix, it'll be uh, bigger, stunnier. It just has more beauty to it, more fragrance. The dry mix has shorter, more <laughs> drought hardy looking. And then we have our butterfly mix. And so if you want to attract more of those, so there's four or five different mixes out there and they'll have up to two, two, I don't know, at least one to two dozen varieties of seed in there. And the reason we're doing that, it's prettier, first of all. Secondly, not every year does every wildflower bloom. So if you're just letting them go by themselves, you'll notice some years the verbenas are over the top. And some years it's the poppies. Some years it's, so you'll see these, these ebbs and flows. You'll see these stunning colors and they bloom at different times. And so you'll have uh, wildflowers, the poppies will bloom first, and then it's the verbena, and then it's pinstamens, and then it's the, so you'll see this wave of flowers. So you get a longer bloom cycle by putting a mix of wildflowers out there. But going back to when is it the best time to prune back your wildflowers? Well, for me, because the dogs are bringing in some of the seed heads, they've gotten dry, they were sticking their coat, and they were just dragging them in the house. I'm going, okay, that is it. I'm not cleaning up after these anymore. The, the robotic vacuums can't keep up. And so I went, okay, it's time to cut it back. Because that happened this week. You can do the same. If it's not bothering you, hold off. You've got through, I would say January is, is ideal. You Now through January is, is the, kind of your peak window to cut back or, or prune back your, your wildflowers. And again, it's going to spread the seeds. Some of you are attracting birds to your gardens. So the birds will appreciate you cutting those back. So the seed will go flying on the ground. They'll be pecking around looking for seed. So a lot of your winter birds, they're, they're, they use that as a, it's a food source. It's a good, good source of protein for them to get through winter. And so a lot of your summer birds have left. They've migrated out of here. But now your some, your winter birds are migrating in and they'll spend the time here. So that's your robins, some of that kind of stuff. So it's time. Another one to look for. Because the trees have dropped most of their leaves, pruning can begin now. Especially if you see dead wood in your plants. Any dead wood is bad. I mean, it just attracts pestilence. So the bulk of the pruning can be done January, February, first part of March. Uh, but anytime you see dead wood in your gardens, any time of year, cut it out of there. It is not good. It's just going to attract more flathead borers, bark beetles, things that just naturally feed on the dead wood, it just it just creates more pestilence. You kind of want that out of there. And it's it's a fire hazard. So dead wood is just dry and crusty and it can be a problem. So I was cutting back. Uh, some of my roses had quite a bit of dead canes in the middle of it. I went, that is no good. They'd been years since it'd been done. It was time. Cut them back. And I was amazed how much dead wood came out of that. Fruit trees are notorious for having some dead twigs, branches in there. Cut that out of there. Uh, mimosas. I noticed that my mimosas or, or silk tassel tree, that's the one that's uh, it's kind of a shorter umbrella shaped tree. It's got a pink flower that the butterflies just love. Hummingbirds are all, all over this tree. And so we use them to, to uh, grow at the base of our deck. So when we're up on the, on the story and a half deck, we can look out and we're watching butterflies right there at the canopy level. Well, some of the branches that Lauren had, had, had died out. 
time to prune those things back. It's pretty easy. Just, just pruners, they'll snap right off. And so don't allow any dead wood in your gardens. Uh, the other one to watch too, if you struggled with, let's say mildew, there was quite a bit of mild, powdery mildew. The flowers last uh, during the monsoon season, usually August, September, somewhere in there. We had quite a few customers coming in with powdery mildew. The foliage was being coated with this white powder. It looked as mildew. It's actually sucking the life, the, the sugars out of the plant. It coats the, the, the foliage so it can no longer create photosynthesis. So, so the sun is not able to get into the plant because it's coated in this white powder. That comes back every year by the spore that, that hangs out in, in the ground or on the foliage as it drops. If you saw that, pick that stuff up and get it off your property or it will just come right back on that plant immediately. So as you're, as you're cleaning up, remember, where did I have issues? Where did I have insects? Where did I have powdery mildew or spots? Those plants, you kind of want to prune back real hard, clean up that foliage and get it out of it, bag it up and throw it away or burn it or get, just get it out of there so that you can break the cycle. And so many of your aphids and your thrip hibernate underground. So they were on your roses. Now they're down in, the, in that litter at the base of the rose. They're going to come right back at you starting in March. So, so cleanliness is next to godliness. I know that's not biblical, but it sure is in the Bible, the, the garden Bible. Cleanliness is next to godliness. I mean, just clean things up. It'll keep it from, from coming back at you in spring. So we got a little hiatus here. The pressure's off in, in the gardens, except now's the time to clean up and clean up at your convenience. It's a big window that you've got that you can use with that. All right. We have a lot in store for you. Some great garden questions coming up with Lisa Waters Lane right after this. After we take a quick break, be right back. You're listening to Garden Master Ken Lane, owner of Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Join his daily podcast for timely garden advice, seasonally right for the gardens. Ken can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center in Prescott or through his website at top10gardener.com. <laughs> 